Welcome to the Virtual Bridge Podcast with Miguel and Michelle. Thanks for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to be of service to you wherever you may be. And it's wonderful that we get to connect by means of this podcast ministry to remind you that the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the, new, the good news because God loves you. He is for you. Keep God first place. Man, I am super excited for this episode. And, you know, we, we have Ed Roman in, in the house. And what an honor it is to have you back, Ed. For, for, for the listeners, Ed Roman, he is not only a, a, a good friend of mine. He is my mentor. He disciples me. And we are just thankful for all the wisdom, Praise the God. knowledge, and understanding that he pours onto not only myself, but Michelle. And, and we, we truly value you guys. And not only you, Ed, but your wife, Linda Roman. Amen. You guys truly add so much value to, the, to us. And that is why I am super excited about this podcast episode, because we are doing this podcast, you know, to honor all the fathers out there for Father's Day weekend. And I know that Ed is going to add so much value to these men. Praise God. What a pleasure. What an honor to be here again. With Amen. You. Uh, such a uh, awesome uh, uh, to be able to share God's word and to be able to share God's goodness and his mercy. I just I'm excited. Amen. Let's go ahead and honor the Lord with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to your throne, Father God, with a, with a, with a humble heart, Lord, Father God, your word says, Father God, that the mind governed by the flesh leads to death, Father God, and that the mind governed by the spirit, Father God, leads to life and peace, Father God. So right now we give you our mind, Father God. Let the Holy Spirit guide us, Lord. Give us more of you and less of us, Father God. Father God, I, we honor you right now with this time, Father God, and your word says, Lord, Jesus, you told us that if, if we remain in you and your words remain in us, Father God, we could ask whatever we wish and it would be given to us, Father God. And this is to our Father's glory, Father God, that we bear much fruit, showing ourselves to be your disciples, Lord Jesus. So right now I ask you, Father God, that you send this podcast to all the fathers that are needing to hear a word, Father God, because we came prepared to serve the Lord with excellence, Father God. We ask you this, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Man, Ed, I am so excited. And for all the listeners, you guys want to stay connected because we have some awesome stuff to share with you guys. Before we jump in, we, we want to share five essential principles that are written and by the book from the book that is written by Ed Roman. And these five principles are, they you find them in page 74 and... It says, do not be critical, do not be overly strict, do not be irritable, do not be inconsistent, and do not show favoritism. So we're going to talk about these five areas that we believe are going to add value to every father out there and, and, and every family out there. But before we do that, we're going to share two stories. One of them is found in his book again, and it's called Inmate Who Cried Daddy. That's the first one. But Ed is going to start with another interesting story that's going to add value to you guys about a former NFL football player. And, you know, he's currently a pastor, right, Ed? A pastor, yes. Yes. Go ahead. Well, um, he, this is a, a, a player, uh, a man who um, uh, was in the NFL about uh, 30, 35 years ago. And uh, once his playing days were over, he became a pastor. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, my wife, my family, and I, we were um, privileged to go to his, uh, his church for uh, a number of years. 
But uh, there's one story he told, you know, the congregation. And uh, I don't remember if it was for Father's Day, but it was geared towards fathers. Mm-hmm. And so um, basically, um, this football player, retired now, uh, 6'5", 280 pounds, a lineman. And um, he tells a story of playing uh, in a game in which they lost. <laughs> and um, But there's five men on the line. Mm. on the offensive line. You've got tackles, guards, and a center. He's a guard. Mm. He's on the right side, and one of his friends, uh, another football player, on the left side. Left side is very important for a quarterback to be protected because that's his blind side. So um, he proceeds to tell the story of this game, they lose, they lose bad, and... um, his partner on the other side had two or three holding penalties, allowed the quarterback to get sacked two to three times, had false starts. I mean, just a bad game. (laughs) So after, you know, the game is over, they lose, they're in the locker room and it's quiet. Yeah. And as they're changing, here comes the offensive line coach and he's making a beeline. And he sits down next to this football player and as this football player is ready to be berated, and, and rightfully so, you mm-hmm. know, he didn't do his job. Yeah. The coach proceeds to tell him, I just want to tell you I'm sorry. Mm. Right? And the football player's like, what? The coach tells him, I'm sorry. Wow. Because I didn't prepare you for this game like I should have. Wow. I didn't prepare you for the defensive schemes that Mm. the other team had. And I want to apologize to you. And what the parallel to this story, he tells us, Mm -hmm. fathers, how many of us have not prepared our children for this game of life? Come on. How many of us have not prepared our children financially for the Mm -hmm. financial wisdom, relational, Mm -hmm. you know, issues, um, just having honor. And he says, dads, I think our fathers have, um, have not been able to pass on mm-hmm. that game, that, that scheme mm-hmm. that we need to, to do well in life. Anyway, I was just like thrown back because I know I had a good dad. I had a good dad, but he wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And he didn't prepare me. In some areas he did, and in some areas he didn't. And so I'm looking at myself now as a father and going, yeah, I have lacked, and I have not taught my children in some areas, but in some areas I have. Anyway, all that to say this, fathers, we have the most or one of the most important jobs in society, and that's being a father being loving, caring, disciplining, giving of ourselves. And um, I tell you, um, it, it, that was 30 years ago, 30 plus years ago, and it resonates still today with me. Yeah. Man, what a powerful story. Oh, it was. And, and it was. some of the things that stood out to me is that, okay, they lost the game. They lost the game. But there was a bigger victory behind that. Amen. 
because the team got to see how the head or the father, the head, not the tail, come on somebody. Mm-hmm. He was able to take accountability. Amen. Amen. And that is an area where we're quick to blame others. Yes, that's right. Yes. You know, so so what a powerful story. And thanks for sharing that, Ed. Amen. And, you know, part of, okay, some of the stuff that, that you know, you wrote in your book, and, and I want to connect it to, to the story that you just shared with us. Mm-hmm. It all comes down as parents by having selfish behaviors. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so we're going to get into all these topics, and, and we know they're going to add so much value to to everyone that's listening right now, even to those, you know, that, that still don't have parents. I know that this is going to bless you guys because the Bible says you got to have faith that this is going to bless even the kids yet to be born. So that means that, you know, there's still fathers out there that Amen. are believing, you know, to have kids. And we come in agreement with you guys. If, if God said it, we believe it. And you guys are going to have your kids in Jesus name. Amen. We want to share with you guys. A story that, you know, Ed shared in his book, by the book, from the book, um, and it's called Inmate Who Cried Daddy. And we're going to go ahead and read some of this stuff for you guys, mm. which is awesome. Um, in page 72, Ed said, at 21.30 hours, 9.30 p.m., the last of the inmates returned from court. And since all inmates were uh, accounted for, I was clear. It was now time to relax and wait for the next shift to make relief. You forgot to put here, brother. Easy money, brother. Easy, easy Come money. on, somebody. No, but hey, to all the police officers out there, my my respect to them. Right. Whenever they have free time, they deserve that time because we know how it's crazy, especially nowadays with all the homelessness that's going out there. They have a difficult Mental job. Mental illness, yeah. They have a very difficult job. So my respects to all the law enforcement out there. So Ed continues, and he said, the last inmate returned from court and headed back to his cell. He stopped and asked me if, I, if he had received any mail. He was a big guy, an African-American man. He stood about six foot four and probably weighed 280 pounds. Not, not a small feather yeah, for sure. He's a big boy. A big boy. I gave him his mail, Ed said, and I asked him how his court day went. He said today was his sentencing, and the judge gave him 25 years in state prison. What surprised me is how he casually said it, 25 years in the pen. It was like saying, I got to go to the doctor or I have to go to the dentist, which expressed a slight concern, but not a big deal. Incredible. 25 years for what? I asked him. And he told me that his sister's boyfriend beat, sexually assaulted her and put her in the hospital. He became so angry and he found the guy and he beat him so badly he ended up dying. So he was found guilty of second degree murder. Uh, so I thought to myself, what a tragedy. And I told him I would keep him in my prayers. When I said this, his whole demeanor changed and his eyes began to water. He became somber when I said that. This big mountain of a man. His story tumbled out of him. His dad left him uh, when he was seven years old and pretty much abandoned him. He said he was very close to his dad, but his mom was always angry and they did not get along. Finally, his dad was so tired of all the tension, he left the family never to return. I remember his words that I will never forget. He said, deputy man, I know of my daddy had been in my life, things would be different. I wouldn't be here. 
He said this with tears and a heartfelt emptiness and pain. I had to maintain my composure. At this time, uh, the early morning deputy started arriving for the next shift. And again, and again, I wished this inmate well, and I told him I'd be praying for him. And years later, I began to re read a book called Disciplines of a Godly Man. When I came across this passage, that really, really meant a lot to me. And, it's that, and it states, men, as fathers, you have such power. You will have this power till you die. Like it or not, in your attitude towards authority, in your attitude towards women, in your regard for God and his church, what terrifying responsibilities we have. This is truly the power of death. For this reason, we live in a time of great social crisis. Whole segments of our society are bereft of male leadership. And how yes. true that is. Amen. That is so true. And, you know, I, I, I kind of want to share with them some, and, and what really stood out to me is like, what terrifying responsibilities yes, amen. that we have. And in your book, you also shared it was well known amongst the sheriff staff and the law enforcement community that fatherless contributed to the criminal criminal behavior of both men and women. Kids suffering from abandonment suffer a lack of self-control and self-identity issues. Mm -hmm. This explains why so many young people gravitate towards gangs mm -hmm. whose leaders become so surrogate parents, teaching them how to survive in a world that doesn't care whether they live or die. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, yeah. have mercy. Yeah, that's so true. Wow. So, and then you also said state-by-state state analysis by heritage scholars indicate that a 10% increase in the percentage of children living in a single-parent home typically lead to 17% increase in juvenile crime. The rate of violent teenage crimes corresponds with the number of families abandoned by fathers. Mm. Then you said children who have no strong parent bond early tend to end up gravitating to violence and the last bullet point that i want to share from your book you said fatherlessness contributes to drug addiction aberrant child influences such as gang and crime activity and a host of social ills such as the evil we see in the jail resulted from fatherless homes that exposed young men and women to influences that they could neither understand nor control Amen. Wow. What a terrifying responsibility to have. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, you know, writing the book, um, coming to this, you know, um, chapter, uh, th there is a certain amount of research that I needed to do. And getting facts and figures and putting it all together um, just reminded me of this inmate's story. Mm -hmm. His daddy left him. Mm -hmm. And he was heartbroken. He, um, everything that the statistics say, he became. Wow. Yeah. Because his daddy was not there for him. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate. Um, my son is going to be 30 years old. So this, this, this is 30 years ago. Mm. 30 years ago, uh, I was working overtime. And um, not normally my work area, but when you work overtime, they put you wherever they need you. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, they put me, they, they put me in that module, that housing location. And, uh, that's where this story comes from. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and how beautiful it is. You, you know, there's a lot of stories in here that you share, but what I see is like the Lord, how he have been, he has been using you mm. even in those areas where once you mentioned, you told him, Hey, I'm, I'm going to pray for you. His whole demeanor changed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's because we all are humans, human beings that are created with, you know, emotions and feelings. Mm -hmm. And he felt that love in that moment. When wow. you said, I'll pray for you, that's, that's an act of love. Amen. What, what I think it was, um, you know, getting sentenced 25 to life, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think he, on the exterior, he had to put on that bad guy, you know, the tough guy, mm -hmm. you know, nothing's going to affect me. And then as we are salt and light, um, and that comes or people, you know, come up against the, the, the salt or the light, mm -hmm. they can't help but react to the spirit of God. Amen. And so when I'm mentioning praying for him and I, and I intentionally, and I meant I was going to pray for him, you know, cause I felt that, um, the exterior, the facade came down. And what was in him was that seven-year-old little boy mm -hmm. who was just crying for his daddy. And so that's what makes this story so, um, so incredibly tragic, you know? Yes. So. Man, well, for all the listeners, we want to encourage you guys. If you guys go to the description of this podcast, you guys are going to find Ed's Instagram. You guys want to go in there and click on the link tree on Ed's Instagram. And you guys could download this story for free, completely free, no strings attached. That's, that's Ed's gift for you guys for this Father's Day season. And we also want to encourage, if you're hooked on this story, then, you know, pick up a copy of, of his book. Amen. Buy the book from the book. And it's truly awesome. It's going to bless you guys. Amen. And, um, yeah, before we jump into the uh, five essential principles to not neglect, <laughs> I do want to share a little bit of scripture pertaining to what we're talking about. And it, it's just interesting what... Let me see if I could if I could um, articulate or or kind of unpackage what what the scripture means. Mm. Um, so it says in in Isaiah chapter nine verse two through verse um, seven. It says, "The people walking in darkness have seen a great light." So that's why I wanted to share this because it it reminds me of how this guy was going through twenty five years to life, mm -hmm. but then Ed being the light that the Lord is telling him, hey, pray for him. Amen. So he sees the light of Jesus. I Amen. want to break it down. So okay. the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Mm. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Mm. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. Amen. For us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, hallelujah. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end, hallelujah. 
He will reign on David's throne mm. and over his kingdom establish and uphold and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. So what, what this spoke to me, Ed, mm -hmm. is that let's see what it says. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light and those living in the land of the deep darkness, a light has, has been dawned. You have enlarged the nation. So for those people that are lost, we rejoice because now the word of God is enlarged. Amen. We reach more territory. And if you say, well, Miguel, like, why are you saying that? Who is the light? If you're asking yourself, who is the light? Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And then in verse 8, he says, I am one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Amen. So to connect everything, in the beginning in Genesis, ah. it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. The darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Mm. And God said, remember how Jesus said, I'm a, I'm a witness that testifies for myself. And my other witness is the Father who sent me. Yes. Okay. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the oh, darkness. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah, brother. So what I wanted to say was sharing that scripture and how we put it all together is that it is okay, man of God, if you are in darkness right now. It is okay, and that's why we, Ed and myself, we go out of our way. We, we put ourselves in front of this camera. We put, our, we put our voice out there to serve the Lord. It doesn't matter if we, if, if, look, if we have to put our notes, if we have to have bullet points. We're not trying to impress anyone. We are trying to send the word of God to those who need to hear it, to those who are lost right now. We are being obedient. We are serving the Lord right now. We are not doing this for selfish matters. We are doing this to spread the gospel. So those that are in the darkness right now, we rejoice in victory because now the word of God has expanded. The nations have expanded. Amen. Praise God for Hallelujah. that. Hallelujah. Yes. Um, I, I know for, uh, for myself, um, for the longest time, um, I had uh, the spirit of Jonah. Mm. And I kept on trying to, you know, no, not right now, God. I know you have a calling on my life, Lord, but no, not right now. You know, I'm still trying to, you know, do things for myself. And, um, and I had shared before mm. being on the fence, right? It kind of half in, kind of half out. Um, but uh, one, uh, the one that took me over to like, okay, Lord, surrendering. Um, back in 2004, we did a family trip to Hawaii mm -hmm. and, uh, we went to go see the Pearl Harbor, you know, um, uh, the actual, you know, where Pearl Harbor happened, you know, the USS Arizona. And so basically the, the bus picks us up at the hotel and takes us to mm -hmm. the memorial. And, um, you go there and before they take you to the actual site, of the, the ship that was sunk there at USS Arizona, they show you a, a, a film mm -hmm. and kind of gives you the brief history of what happened. Mm -hmm. And um, it's my son, Jacob, 
me, my son Nathan, and my wife. And my son Jacob, he's five years old. And as they're showing this film, they're showing how the, the bombers, the Japanese came in and they're mm -hmm. dropping bombs on all the, the, uh, the, the sailors, airmen, personnel, Marines. And um, as I'm looking at this film, I look down at my son and he's just looking intently, like, like angry. Mm. And I'm saying, and I say to him, what's wrong, son? And he says, they're not fighting. They're running. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, ooh, this this little brother's intense right now, man. Yeah. Wow, you know. So, um, and sure enough, I mean, they're riding, running for their lives. It was a, a surprise attack, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, twenty four thousand or twenty four hundred uh, servicemen died that day mm -hmm. there and in Pearl Harbor. And so uh, we get back on the on the bus back to the. Uh, well, I'm sorry. After that, we go to the memorial and we take pictures and we actually see the, you know, where these men are buried. Mm. And uh, my five-year-old is just not, he, he's just stirred. Mm -hmm. So we get back on the bus, go back to our hotel. And on the way back to our hotel, he's just sitting there. And I say, son, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. And he says, dad, they didn't fight just running how come they didn't fight and i kid you not the holy spirit brought that memory back to me when i was running wow come on and i wasn't fighting i wasn't fighting for me i wasn't fighting for my family and the holy spirit was telling me why aren't you fighting how come <laughs> oh, you're Lord. running wow and i just went Conviction. That's that spirit of Jonah. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to. No, I don't want to tell these people in Nineveh. Mm -hmm. Man, they're sinners. I don't. I want nothing to do with them. And God says, "No, you're going." And you can never outrun God. No. Nope. And I'm understanding that now. Mm -hmm. I, I. I'm not able. To, I. So now, it's all about Him. Amen. That He may increase. I may decrease. decrease. Yes. Come on. Amen. Amen. So that, that was a story that I wanted to share that, that kind of parallels to the fathers. We got to, yes. we got to be in the fight. Mm -hmm. We got to, we got to stand the, in, in the gap. Yes. We got to stand in the gap for our families, for our communities. Yes. Cause men are being attacked right mm -hmm. now. Yes, they are. Right. Mm -hmm. All this feminism and all that, that want to feminize men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We need to be rooted and grounded mm -hmm. in the word of God yeah. and in his grace and in his mercy. So Amen. that's where I am today, brother. Man, what a powerful story. And, and thanks for sharing that. And that, that's going to bless a lot of men out there because it's, it's like what you say. Like a, a lot of people don't want to share their vulnerability. Yeah. They just want to share the good side, but they, yeah. they, no. they're never, well, I don't want to say never, but a lot of people don't want to share the part of like, hey, I, I was... I wasn't being obedient for a long time. You know, that, that it, it takes vulnerability and, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit for, for you to, to be able to share that because it's not about us anymore. Amen. And, you know, I, I want to share just a little bit of, of what it feels, something that recently happened last Sunday. Um, my daughter, Alice, she went to Mexico 
mm. you know, to have her uh, summer vacations with her mom in Mexico, you know, just to visit their family out there in Mexico. And we went to a kid's service in her mom's church. Okay. We're legally divorced. So we okay. went there and they prayed over the kids. They brought all the kids to the altar. And I, you know, I'm, I'm new to this church. I just, I just went to visit. And the, the pastor of that church turned to me and, and she was like, no, come, come over here and pray for your daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I went, I started praying for my daughter. And it, it got to a moment, Ed, where I stopped praying. Mm-hmm. And my little six-year-old started praying for me, Amen. brother. Amen. Brother, you have Amen. no Dad. idea how how the power of the Holy Spirit. I've never felt that in my life, brother. Amen. That was beautiful. That yep. was so beautiful. And I remember thinking in that moment, if I wouldn't, if I would have still been clinging to myself, to 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 my old self, mm-hmm. casinos, pornography, yeah. and we're not perfect. If we fall, it says, the Bible says that the, the foots of a righteous man, he, he, they fall seven times, yep. you get back, back up. up. Yep. But I, I, I was there thinking like, Lord, if I, if I would have never died to myself, I would have never lived and felt this moment that my little girl mm-hmm. in the midst of this world where they're celebrating a whole month of pride, my little girl is praying for her Amen. father, brother. Amen. Amen. So that's just an encouragement to all the listeners out there, man. Just give your life to Christ and yes. just watch what the Lord does. Yes, exactly. And the Lord will use those babes. Yes. Those, those, the Lord will use those babes to speak to us. Amen. You know, um, one time, uh, my son Nathan, he's older. He's an angel fan. God bless him. I'm an angel fan because I love my son. <laughs> <Yeah>. But anyway, <laughs> so um, he was about eight years old. And uh, we went to Angel Stadium, and um, I bought tickets for the the, the twelve dollar, you know, and you know, in out in the outfield. Mm-hmm. And so to get to those seats, you got to go through the field level, mm. which are you know seventy five, you know, hundred dollar seats. Anyway, um, Angels weren't doing very good, so not very many seats were filled. So I we're walking. And um, I look, and I look at the seats. I look at him, and I say, come on, son, let's go sit over here. Mm-hmm. But I had to look around to see if there was any ushers that were maybe going to kick us out, right? Mm-hmm. Right away, he picked up on, we're, 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 not, being, we're not being truthful here. We're being mm-hmm. deceptive. We bought those seats, and we're not supposed to be in these seats. <laughs> yeah. Basically, we're stealing. Yes, put it So... I'm like, all right, you know, we're sitting down on the field level, and I'm like, okay, hot dog, yeah. uh, you know, co- cotton candy, and he's like, no, I don't want it. And I went, <laughs> yeah. and then I caught it, brother. Yeah. I caught it, and I said, okay, hold on. So I called over an usher, and I said, ma'am, we're supposed to sit in the bleacher section. Um, but uh, I'm just wondering, is it okay with you, the authority? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it okay with you if we sit here? It's my son, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate to see these seats go to waste. And I'm like, thank you. Mm-hmm. My son heard that. And now he was able to be at ease now because yeah. I'm not being deceptive. I'm not lying. I'm not stealing. Mm-hmm. I've got permission now from the authority yeah. to be here mm-hmm. they will always teach us something brother 
<laughs> you know, genius. and I, that yeah. that stayed with me because I'm like, you know, here, I, what kind of example am I? <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm yeah, stealing. Let's steal. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's nothing wrong, yeah. right? There, nobody's sitting here. There's a principle behind it. Mm-hmm. We didn't pay for these seats. Right. So, uh, yeah. That's so Kids will always awesome. teach you yeah. something, bro. Yes. And that that's an area that we neglect, right? Because we do it. Without even explaining, oh, hey, yeah. let's just go over here. We'll sit there. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. You want popcorn? Like, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. But those are things that that we neglect, and we're failing to to really, you know, communicate with them and say, hey, it's okay. Like we're yes. or we have permission. But that kind of brings bring us back to your book, mm. the um, the five essential uh, principles not to neglect. Uh-huh. The first one: do not be critical. Do not be overly strict. Do not be irritable. Do not be inconsistent. And do not show favoritism. So the first one, do not be critical. So what it expresses, it expresses disapproval and rejection. It lowers your kid's self-esteem. It creates an emotion that that is directly associated with the consequence of your kids taking action. So what happens when you're being constantly like overcritical, they tend to pull back on making their own decisions. Yes. What do you have to say about that, Ed? Well, you know, um, the, the the fifth commandment in the Bible mm. is children obey your parents. Mm. And that's the first commandment that comes with the promise. Okay? Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise. Okay? And basically, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up in the disciplines and instruction that come from the Lord. Amen. You know, being overly critical, um, you know, hey, we're Hispanic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you're calling your, your daughter flaca or your son gordo, mm-hmm. you know, th- those are, you know, those are names. You're calling them names mm-hmm. that are not, you know, endearing. Mm-hmm. You're making fun of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and and that's where it starts. And we as parents think, you know, it's just a, you it's know, cute. It, it, it's, you know, uh, no, mm. it's not. It's it's tearing them down. Yes. You know, and um, that's one of, you know, let, let's not be critical. Mm-hmm. Let's be loving yes. and cherishing to our children. Amen. And you too might have your daughter pray for you. Yes. Amen. Amen. So. Yeah. And that that is so true. You know, we. We are almost letting them know, hey, like it's that is the cariño, you yeah, know, yeah, it's, no. it's it's cute, but we are what what is what is that door that we're opening? We're opening right. without us even knowing for them to accept being criticized at all times. There you go. And that is a dangerous place to be. It is. It is. So on the flip side, instead of being critical, what can we use, Ed? Oh, uh, affirmation, words of affirmation. Yes. Let's let's tell your your, your child, hey. Good job in cleaning your room. Mm-hmm. Hey, yes. good job in listening to your mother. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And, and and building on those things that lead all the way up to, hey, congratulations on your new career. Yeah. You know, from that time, and, and there are stops. I've got grown children now. Mm-hmm. I don't stop telling my son, thank you for offering to buy me Chick-fil-A. Yeah, What's that's, that's awesome. Hey, I love me some norms. Mm-hmm. Thank you, son. Yeah. For thinking of me to want to take me to norms. Yes, come on. Right, brother? Yeah. Man, I, I'm just, I tell you, there's little things that'll mm-hmm. take you a long way. Yes. So. And I also want to add to that and, and using 
suggestions as a tool to to bring those corrective actions because we talk about not being too critical then that means sometimes we're trying to correct something as well mm -hmm. yeah oh that's not the way you do it oh that's yeah. not but i suggest we use well yes affirmations and also use suggestions hey son this is this is wrong this is the way you do it and then have them go through like now you try it like mm -hmm. hands-on and almost like supervision but in a way where you're letting them do it themselves and and that itself corrects their mistakes mm -hmm. you Amen. know so the other one that we have here that you wrote on your book it's do not be overly strict it creates um an anti-social behavior and it develops anxiety and it stops creativity mm. so what happens you know what else happens, Ed, when we're being overly strict all the time? Well, you know what? In, in law enforcement terms, we have what's called letter of the law and spirit of the law. Mm. Letter of the law says, by the book, this is what's up and there's no gray area. Mm. Policies, ordinance, it. and it, it's written. You better go yeah. adhere to these standards. Mm -hmm. Spirit of the law says, I'm going to cut you a break. Mm. Maybe there's, we're not going to break the law. We're not going to sin, but maybe there's some other way mm -hmm. that we're not so strict in this area. Don't have any friends. Don't have any, you know, you can't hang out with these people, but I like these types of friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm mean, just giving them, but that, that to me is what it is. Spirit of the law or letter of the law. Mm -hmm. I, I like, you know, I, I, there are time for, you know, direct, you know, uh, letter of the law. Sometimes we got to do, do that. Yeah. You know, go to bed, 9 o'clock. Mm -hmm. No no questions. Or no. nowadays turn off the iPad. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Take, give me that. Mm -hmm. Good night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, um, the spirit of the law. Yeah, let, I let, love that. The, let, the spirit of the law. Let's be, you know, yeah. let's be. Um, I think it condones having a, a better communication oh, relationship with your kid no, it's no because doubt. you want them to to have trust to come talk to you mm -hmm. right and and if I, I believe that if we neglect if we're always overly strict they're gonna go to bozo and bozo is gonna give them a cigarette and that's gonna yeah, lead them to yeah. death right exactly so because we say that sin always leads to death mm -hmm. yeah. but you had you had mentioned you you quoted something interesting the other day see if you remember of something about like hey I think if, if my, my son's going through a, or if my daughter's oh, no. going. What I was, was going to say is, you know what? I want my relationship with my children to be so strong that when they mess up, I want them to say, I messed up. I got to call dad. Yes. There it is. As opposed to, I messed up. My dad's going to kill me. Come on, bro. That's powerful. Bro, that's what, that's what, that's mm -hmm. what this critical, yeah, man, that's why we got to be the parents that is discerning. Yes. That is using wisdom to say, okay, Lord, how, how do you want me to handle this? Mm -hmm. As opposed to just, you know, the hammer and coming down mm. or even worse, not doing anything at all. Wow. And then the kid has no boundaries now. Wow. Oh yeah. That's a dangerous place to be. Right. So yes, yeah. that is so good. Do not be too, or do not be overly irritable. A lot of times, I put on my notes a lot of times this is not the fault of the kid when we're being ir ir irritable that means us well irritable is an emotion and a mood mm -hmm. so a lot of times it's like addressing the parents like anxiety and mm. you know yeah 
stress that we may have. Yeah. So what can you share about like not being ir- irritable? Uh, I'm just reminded of a story or, mm-hmm. or about four Father's Day ago, mm-hmm. it was about four years ago, mm-hmm. on a Father's Day, my daughter gave me the best present I can ever ask for. Mm-hmm. I'm easy, right? I like smelling good. So I, sometimes I get cologne or I'll get a watch. Or, but my daughter said, Dad, I just want to thank you. Wow. And I said, why, Mia? She goes, I remember when you used to come home at midnight. I used to hear you. And I remember hearing your alarm going off at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. And those sacrifices, Dad, I appreciate. Thank you for sacrificing for us. Boom. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what? How else? How else can you top that? Yeah. When your child, and that's the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. When we say, Lord, yeah. thank you for blessing me. Mm-hmm. Man, I remember those days. I remember when you poked me from, pulled me from the muck and the mire. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell you that, that you know, um, not being irritable and not being overly sensitive and, but loving your children. Yes. And those are the types of things that you, you get rewarded with. Wow. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. For that is sacrifice. so beautiful. And for her to remember, how old was she when she said that? Oh, she was already a teenager. So that's why mm-hmm. it was like, you know, we have wooden floors, mm-hmm. you know, rickety rackety doors, you know, it's an older house, yeah. but, um, you know, just for her to remember, Hey, yes. I, I, the, yeah. it's, it's midnight and he's coming in from work, hearing the alarm, going to the shower because he's got to show up at yeah. 5 30 for the next morning mm-hmm. you know what i mean bro? yeah that is yeah it is i could only imagine like those words and i go back to like when i heard my little girl praying over her mm-hmm. daddy mm-hmm. it's just like i could only imagine how it feels like her, her like my daughter my daughter at telling me like hey thanks for right. for this that you did for us Amen. not only for her but for our family Amen. that sacrifice of a father Amen. that is so powerful the other bullet point that you put you, you wrote down, you said, do not be inconsistent. So it does not set a good model for the children to follow when we're being inconsistent. Wow. Um, if you look up inconsistent, you'll see a picture of me, brother. Because that, <laughs> But, you know, I, I just wanted to read, you know, parenting is not easy. It takes lots of patience to raise children in a loving, Christ-honoring manner. Mm-hmm. But parents should act in love treating their children as jesus treats the people that he loves yes and you know there's frustration there's anger and and i get it you know Mm -hmm. but the thing is is that being the example of what christ is i know our pastor i love our pastor when he says children aren't watching you they're watching you Mm -hmm. yeah you know they they are the other way Children aren't listening. They're listening with with their eyes. Well, they're, they're seeing, they're seeing yeah. your life. You're saying one thing, but you're living another. Mm. I see how this is. Yeah, you know they it they they know they it doesn't correlate, mm-hmm. and we can lose our children. We and we do lose our children that way. Right. You know when the inconsistency. Right. That's true. Know? Well, that reminds me, and this might convict listeners. I could have a. a you know, a painting in my house as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord, but then I have a modelo on my hand, you know? So that, <laughs> so that's true. where like, then why would, why do we go to church? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. So yeah. Yeah. You know, on the flip side, 
I love what you said about like following the example of Christ and and that's you know making a sacrifice making a sacrifice of showing up. Amen. Like if if we say we're going to show up for our kids and we say it. we're going to show up to go to church, that's it. We have to make an effort to say, "All right, I could be sleeping in or I could be doing this or you know, I I'm going to work that overtime, but right. you know what? I'm going to sacrifice and I'm going to go show up for my kids." Yeah. You know, and so that's making that effort to show up. And, yeah. the, and we often hear, we sow what we reap. And sometimes, like you said, our actions show that we don't really know what that means. Watch. <laughs> um, well, you know, one example, and for you parents out there that have young children in sports or in, you know, travel ball or whatever the case may be, uh, one of the genesis of my mistakes um, in, in, you know, taking my kids to sports and on Sundays, mm. that should be the Lord's day. Mm -hmm. But here we are taking our kids to, you know, this game here and that, you know, tournament there. And, you know, um, I can, I, I taught my kids how to throw a ball, but I didn't teach them to honor God on Sunday. Come on. You know what I mean, mm -hmm. bro? So that this goes with that inconsistency, yeah. you know, Hey, yeah. Praise Jesus. But you know what? We're out there with the other parents <laughs> yeah. and we're picnicking and having a couple of chelas, you know, in the parking lot. What, how, what kind of example, mm -hmm. you know, and, that, and, and yeah. you think about that now, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, that, well, that's, that's the way I was raised too. You know, we're yeah. Catholic. Oh, like here's my grandma blessing us and taking a sip of the Corona yeah, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and yeah, and and till this day, brother, I tell you, like I'm <laughs> I'm I'm still praying for my family. Yeah. Uh, even with this podcast alone, they think I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, well, they, yeah, yeah. But anyways, let's move on, or else okay. we won't finish. Yeah, I know we right won't finish, That's the topic anyway, that. Yeah. Come on, we gotta save that for another episode. Um. Okay. Oh, this is a heavy one, bro. And and this is something an area where you can talk a little bit more, Ed, because I I only have one mm -hmm. daughter as of now, and right. and I'm I'm believing that the Lord's going to bless us with a boy in the future. Amen. But anyways, you 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 put on your book, do not show favoritism. That is a heavy one. I'm going to show is. you why, and and it and it has to do with the parents because it, well, if you show favoritism, mm -hmm. it causes tension yeah. and resentment between siblings and the parents. That does. Yeah. So, yeah. so what can you share in that area? Well, in, in that area, I mean, you just have to be mindful of um, the good traits and the bad traits yeah. each child had. Each child has. My dad told me, um, um, "My children are like my hand. Mm -hmm. All different fingers, same hand. Mm, that's powerful. Because all you guys are different. Yeah. And oh, how he was right." You know the different attitudes, and you know the the the, the things that are different you know the, the the things that are positive and the things that are mm -hmm. negative. Yeah. And um, I we all knew that my oldest brother John that was their golden child. Mm -hmm. We all knew that. Hey, <laughs> and I ain't mad at them. And I explained it in the book. I chronicle mm -hmm. the fact that my brother, my oldest brother, helped them the most. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, as they came to America and they struggled, and mm -hmm. my brother helped them. Yeah. Um, he was the one that, uh, he was loan sharking in the army. Mm. So, uh, he found that, and it's in the book, um, that, um, <laughs> he, uh, Hey, I'll give you $20, but you give me $40 on payday. And they mm. only got paid once a month in the military. Right. So my brother's, I mean, he's a baller, right? Mm -hmm. Cause he's lending all this money and he's getting 
hundred percent return. Yeah, return, yeah. <laughs> but um, all that money he was sending to my parents and making their house payment for them. Mm, come on, yeah. And um, we 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 still go. Man, John was the man. My brother John, man, he was the man. Wow. Imagine yeah. your daughter making your house payment mm-hmm. or your your rent payment. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, yeah. so we all knew. But the thing was, is that um, uh, not showing that favoritism towards, and and don't ever pit you know the the siblings against each other. Mm-hmm. Look at him; he's doing this, and look what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Look yeah. at her; look at you know, and 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 you know, out of frustration, I get it; it happens. Yeah, but let's try to minimize that, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, you are gonna you know cause strife in your home among yes. siblings. That's true. And what happens when? Because I've seen in, in personally in my family and other families, when a person is showing favoritism, and it, it sometimes it's not only parents, brother. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Sometimes it could be the grandparents the tias, or yeah, yeah. aunties or mm-hmm. you know what have you. It, it could be any other family member that's that's showing favoritism. So in that area, why is it always so difficult for that person to acknowledge? You know, for them to say, you know what, I have been showing favoritism, mm-hmm. and I think these conversations they don't want to have you know and it's whoever is having favoritism is for them to 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 you know shed light to it right and the first thing is to ask for forgiveness yes definitely you know yeah but you know what you know how savvy kids are Mm. they'll use that oh my goodness because they'll know they know they'll manipulate oh man they manipulate like a good thing Mm -hmm. and why because they can yeah because they're being allowed to and once they get a foothold over another sibling and saying, ha, look at me or whatever, yeah. you know, they use that. Again, let's just be mindful as adults mm-hmm. to, you know, speak to children in a godly manner in an uplifting, disciplining way to make sure that, you know, there's, there's no, you know, favoritism going on within, at home, at church or anywhere. Amen. That's true. So, you guys, we hope that this is adding value to your guys' father's leadership. You know, do not be critical. Do not be overly strict. Do not be ir- irritable. Do not be inconsistent and do not show favoritism. I want to encourage you guys to pick up a copy of By the Book, From the Book by Ed Roman. All the links are going to be in the description. And, you know, Ed, we also want to share some reviews that, that you know, people have been you know, reviewing your book on Amazon. So we're going to go ahead and read a few of those. Uh, Jeremy said, awesome book, great story of redemption. Donald Nelson said, great read. I really enjoyed this book. I am sure you will too. It also makes a great reading if you're flying across the country or maybe taking a trip to Hawaii. Come on, somebody. I'm I'm just saying, man. I'm with that. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Tarsicio de la Torre said, a book from... A book from the heart. Yes. Amazing book. I was hooked from the very first page. Amen. Another Amazon customer said, Edward Roman shares from the heart about his family, law enforcement career, marriage, and his faith. His story is so transparent and genuine in sharing trials, temptations, and tribulations of his testimony of the love of Christ. I encourage everyone reading this post or listening to this podcast to go right now to Amazon and buy buy the book from the book by Ed Roman. I read it in less than two days because I could hardly put it <laughs> down. We will never outrun the Lord. Amen. To God 
be the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Ed, what can you say to these beautiful folks that took their time and, and left you just an, an, an amazing, you know, they gave you awesome feedback yes. from your book? Now, I, I appreciate the, the reviews, the, the positive reviews. So far, you know, five stars. Yes, you know? amen. Praise God. So, um, but uh, that, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I have uh, former partners of mine, um, uh, former supervisors that have emailed me, that have texted me, wow. uh, stating how this book has really helped them in mm. their walk with God, has really helped them in, in understanding, in appreciating their parents. Come on. Because, yes. you know, as we appreciate our Father and our Heavenly Father, we can appreciate our parents and their sacrifices for us. Yes. And and that what which, which leads us to want to sacrifice for our children. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, I, I appreciate that. Um, great reviews, um, and I'm glad. But but to God be the glory, brother. Yes, amen. because God God inspired me to write this book. I'm just obedient. I'm the vessel being used to. Um, I put my story out there. Put yes. myself out there, bro. Yes, amen. You know, I'm putting myself straight on front street mm -hmm. with some of the things, the details that I go yeah. on. But you know what? It's not about me. Amen. It's about what he has done. Yes. And again, like I've always said, that mess that I made of my life is now a message mm -hmm. for his honor and glory. Brother. Come on. That's powerful. Amen. I love that, Ed. And, and I could also connect what you said earlier that, you know, you decrease so that Christ Amen. may increase. And that's what Amen. it is. A lot of times people don't understand that. You know, that's the reason why we're doing this podcast right now, this episode is so that we could share the love of God, because, God, you know, share the word of Christ. And and a lot of times people see it from different perspectives, but it takes it takes a lot, you guys, to be on this microphone and, and on this camera. And, you know, maybe we're not the best qualified, but to God be the glory. That's right. Come Amen. on, somebody. So, you know, you shared Ed, an interesting prophecy with me and, and mm. to the listeners. Ed is my mentor. I value him so much, and, and, and you know, I see the value inside of him, too. I see the greatness, his potential. Amen. And Ed shared with me that there's a sister in Bible college that, that shared with him that, that he's going to be the father for many, for many people. Mm -hmm. And then they went to a, a Bible college retreat mm -hmm. up, in the, in, up in the mountain, and our pastor, Pastor Josiah Silva, he prayed over Ed and you know, the Holy Spirit spoke through Pastor Josiah, and he told him that he's going to be the father to many. So I believe that that was confirmation. Amen. And, you know, listen, guys, Ed, I'm telling you, he has such a big servant heart. He has been in public service his entire career with, with you years, know, 32 yeah. years mm -hmm. with the sheriff's department. And, and that's he, he's being of service to the public. And now he's still being of service, being of service to the body of Christ. Amen. Come on, somebody. So... I am so excited to announce that Ed, he's going to, to, to start his own podcast ministry, you know, and, you know, this podcast will, will allow you, the listener, Amen. to stay connected with Ed, to receive his wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and he will be your mentor indeed. Praise God. Truly what was prophesied, he will be a father to many, and I am believing, Ed, that you will connect with so many law enforcement officers, not only locally here in LA, yeah. but what this podcast does is that you could reach, you know, everyone all over the country. Amen. So what can the listener expect um, with your audio podcast, Ed? Um, basically, um, just speaking what God puts in my heart, 
and speaking the truth of what it is to be a servant and being able to uh, connect with people uh, through my life and through what God um, is, well, basically when God pours into me, I'm able to pour out, Yes, you know, Amen. and so that, that, um, as long as I'm seeking him and mm -hmm. truth yes. and, and, um, uh, I, I know that the, the things that he's going to do, uh, through my life and that he's doing in my life mm -hmm. right now, as yes. we speak, um, that people will be able to see him through me, Come that on. people will be able to hear him through me. Yes. And it's, you know, not anything of Ed Roman, but it's the Christ Jesus in me mm -hmm. that I follow. Amen. And that man that is so, I mean, he's everything to me. Yes. He, he is everything to me, bro. And there's a difference between loving God and having the fear of the Lord. Mm, come on, okay, bro. Okay, brother. Yes. We can all say, yeah, I love God. I love Jesus. Mm -hmm. But when you have the fear of the Lord, brother, yeah. man, that means I don't want to offend my God in any way. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say anything out of order in any way. So yeah. being sold out to Jesus, bro. Amen. Sold out, bro. <laughs> That is so that, awesome. That's, that's where it's at. Praise God. Praise God. Yes, sir. And, you know, the fear of the Lord really does keeps us aligned. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not not because, brother, I'm telling you, temptation, the enemy comes to destroy. Oh, we were just talking about this before we started this podcast. How, man, you know, like I, I truly believe that this is our, you know, our like, how could I say it? Like, like what we were created for. To, to serve the body of Christ. Amen. So when, when we step into like doing the Lord's work, right. days before or even hours before the enemy comes in mm -hmm. and he tries to tempt you, he tries to attack you, he tries to tell you that you're not good enough, he tries... Bro. Well, you know, um, I believe it's Galatians uh, 4.8, if I'm not mistaken. And these are words that, I mean, um, that I take um to heart mm -hmm. and, and and it's the fruits of the spirit brother amen and our lives you know there's that saying you you shall know them by their fruits and not their mm -hmm. suits okay yes. because <laughs> um the fruit uh love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness mm. gentleness and self-control self-control when, when, when you're when you're talking to somebody yeah. bro like Pastor says, let them talk for two minutes. Mm, let oh, homeboy yeah. talk. Yeah. Oh, you'll know where they're coming from. You'll know who yeah. they are, really. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, when you have someone that has the joy of the Lord in their heart, bro, mm -hmm. and is, is speaking nothing but just gratefulness, yeah. is speaking nothing but, you know, um, the, the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. The thanksgiving. Man, yeah. that, that, all that takes. But mm -hmm. they want to complain and, and, you know, what what's going on. And, and okay. I know part of that. Mm -hmm. Been there, Amen. done that. I want a part of that. Yeah. I, I, I want I want to live the fruits of the, the spirit. Fruits of the spirit. Amen. Amen. That's awesome, brother. You know, this Father's Day, Ed has a gift for every listener on this podcast. And on the description, again, you guys could go to his Instagram. And in his in his Instagram, you guys are gonna find his link tree. And there you could you guys could find a a free copy of Inmate Who Cried Daddy. So that is Ed's gift for all the listeners right now. You guys can go ahead and download it free, no strings attached. And, you know, this story is truly going to bless you guys during mm -hmm. this Father's Day season. 
We have one final question that we ask all of our guests, and we're going to redirect this question to the to the listeners. And the question, the final question that we have in this podcast, we you know ask to all of our guests. We say that you know when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, "Who do people say that the Son of Man is?" Some replied, "John the Baptist." Others said Elijah, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you? Jesus said. Who do you say I am? And in the same way, we want to ask you, the listener, who do you say Jesus Christ is personally to you? Go ahead and leave us a comment. We would love to hear your feedback. Amen. And to God be the glory. Yes. We want to ask, Ed, if, if you could close with prayer, Ed, Amen. please. Okay. Amen. So, Father, right now, we just thank you for being in our midst, Lord, for just blessing us and giving us the mercy Lord, I, I just, we sit here and, and, and we, we just want to be that, that salt and light to the earth, Father, that you have commanded us to be, Lord. In this time where, you know, maybe somebody is struggling with, you know, addictions or whatever the, the case may be, I pray that they would come to know and love you more than what they are facing every day in that addiction, Father. That they would come to truly know who you are, and who they are not. So, Lord, I just thank you. We give you praise, honor, and glory today, Lord, because you are an awesome God, a mighty God in every way. So um, I, we just thank you. We thank you for this time. May, may you continue to uh, have favor on those that are listening and those, Father, that uh, would become, come to listen to this podcast we thank you. We give you honor and glory tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for thanks again for tuning in, guys. It's, it's always a pleasure to serve you wherever you may be. Go ahead and subscribe. Leave us a comment. We would love to hear you guys' feedback. Yes. We love you and keep God first place. Amen.